0: Okay. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Ben Chirvoga, the head of growth at Nexel coming to you with another Business of Law podcast. If this is the first time you're joining us on the Business of Law podcast, this is our opportunity to sit down with consultants, Uh, thought leaders, um, in-house marketers and business development, really anybody thinking critically about uh, the business of law uh, and really how we can help law firms move forward in a very, very crazy time, very trying time, very new time for law firms and law firm growth. Today, I am sitting down with an old friend, Mandy Hicks. Mandy, how are you? And welcome to the Business of Law podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. I'm so glad that we're reconnecting now.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, Mandy, um, we're going to go into your bio, but, you know, we first met while you were in-house and an actual law firm. So maybe take us all through uh, where you are at today, um, where you have been and uh, sort of the journey, because I think it's very exciting and very new and fresh.
1: Thank you, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I've been in the world of marketing professionally for <clears throat> years now. I don't want to age myself, but over 20 years, um, had some nonprofit background and then um, entered into the world of legal marketing about four years ago now and had the amazing privilege of being the director of marketing and communications for English Lucas Priest and Owsley. Here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Sometimes we shorten that to be ELPO. Elpo. Had a wonderful time at ELPO, which is where I met my friend Ben here. Um, Had the privilege of serving on the board of directors for the Legal Marketing Association Southeast Region, um, which is one of the ways that Ben and I connected. Nexel is a wonderful sponsor for that region. We love that partnership. And so... Um, Also, at that time, uh, was doing some work with Dave Poston of Poston Communications, as Poston was also a sponsor of the Southeast region. We uh, got to know each other through also working on the Legal Marketing Association Talent Development Committee. So we were constantly working together. And so he approached me in late spring and said, hey, I want to talk to you about bringing you on into Poston. And I said, oh, Dave, I appreciate it, but I'm happy here at ELPO. It wasn't even on my radar Um, And then thought of a piece of advice that I heard a while ago that said, always take the call. Mm. So I said, you know, let's, let's keep the discussion going. Let's talk about this. And we talked about it um, and I saw just such a wonderful opportunity at Poston um, to be able to work in the world of legal marketing on a national level. While I was loving the work that we were doing with Elpo here in Bowling Green and in the state of Kentucky, I was really curious and excited about an opportunity to work with law firms across the nation. So we kept talking and then on July 6th I became a uh, the director of marketing and business development for Post and Communications. One of the great things about that is that I am still a marketing consultant with Elpo as we are helping to onboard the new director of marketing and and business development now. So it's been an exciting journey. It's been very interesting to see both sides of the coin, the agency side and the law firm side. Um, But we are having an absolute blast here at Poston um, and loving every minute of it.
0: Amazing. Um, So. We could record probably an entire podcast around moving inside and then back out. It's like I, I think that that journey is so interesting for many, for many, many people, and it's always sort of like weighing on on their minds. Um, career building within the legal marketing industry is so interesting, and just even within. The, within the more general marketing industry is so is so interesting, but today we are actually going to drill down on a, a very interesting topic, specifically for marketers, which is all around working with agencies and uh, the idea around uh, outsourcing versus insourcing and how you should think about a little bit in terms of building out your team or buying the outsource. So um, why don't we set that up a little bit and why don't we why don't we softball in in terms of maybe you know what what's 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 been, in your generally speaking, over the course of the last five years, specifically in legal marketing, in general, how have you used sort of like agencies and you know, just just maybe like let's set it up and then we'll get into the first question around when should you when should you outsource versus when should you keep it in-house? But yeah, you know, what's been your experience in general? What have you what have you used agency for in general?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I just love this topic. I think it's so interesting. And I think you could probably get a lot of different answers from every different legal marketer about how they might approach the question of what to outsource, when to outsource, and who to choose to outsource to. Um, In my experience, I have been a solo, solo marketer my entire career. So at Elpo, I was the marketing department. So everything flowed through me. And I think oftentimes, especially in the small and mid-sized law firms you will find that quite often. And so we are expected as solo marketers to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I think that that's the way that you really need to approach it. So for me anything that i found that was going to be outside of my scope. Things that get really detailed, really granular and things that are constantly changing. So we think about the world of, you know, SEO and whatever Google is doing and things like that. For me to have tried to stay on top of all of those things would not have made the most sense for me to get, for my firm to get the most out of me as an employee there. So I would think about those things about what to outsource and who to outsource to, anything that was going to really take away my time from thinking about the long term vision of our law firm and really to be able to stay focused on the strategy because. Nobody else knew my firm the way that I did. So I almost looked at it as like a little puppet master. And I had all my different vendors and outsourced folks that I would be able to turn to my trusted folks that I would be able to look at. And they could look at me and say, we know this the best and we're going to do the best for you. So I've had some amazing experiences in the law firm life. Um, with working with some amazing vendors and have also really leaned upon the Legal Marketing Association to say, hey, you know, we're looking at a website update. We're looking at outsourcing our CRM. You know, what? Who who is out there doing good things? Who have you worked with? Who do you like working with? Who would you recommend? And in that way, I find the Legal Marketing Association just invaluable in that way. Yeah,
0: so I think um, let's let's double click on maybe a couple of that. I think one part you said uh, like tactics Right in, in terms of in terms of working with agencies on tactics, can you give us an example, maybe, and say, you know, when we talk about tactics, we talk about SEO, we maybe talk about website design. Can maybe just uh, unpack that a little bit in terms of when you think of tactics, what what uh, what does that really mean for people, and how how do you interface with agencies in that way?
1: Absolutely, that's a great question, um, and I guess I'll use um, our particular company um, since I'm in that wheelhouse now um, to think about because, you know, being a small um, law firm in the state of Kentucky, we didn't necessarily do a whole lot with media relations outside of our local media and our statewide media. Our firm, it just wasn't a, a footprint of ours that we needed to take a deep dive into. So coming to Poston and working with companies like Bassberry Sims, Baker Donaldson, those types of folks who really benefit from that national level of public relations, but need to do it in a very specific way. So at Poston Communications, we focus on the highly regulated industries. Dave Poston of Poston Communications, our uh, CEO and co-partner, is an attorney by trade. We also, too, have another attorney um, that we have in-house to be able to help us. And so we're able to be that liaison or that content creator that's able to do things for the law firms um, that those in-house maybe don't have the know-how to do. It just might be outside of their scope. They might not have the time to do it or they might not have the relationships that we have. Also, too, we have, you know, former journalists who've written for the Wall Street Journal and CNN and the Daily Report out of Atlanta. So we can see it from both ends of about the content and how it needs to read. And then also from the journalistic point of view of what the journalist is going to be interested in and make sure that the journalist is understanding what sometimes are really in depth. And very specific topics of conversation that they might just not have the education or background to fully understand and be able to produce the writing um, about that. And so we can step in and help be the liaison between that. To me, that's a prime example of something that you would want to think about outsourcing, because you might not have that scope, that education or the relationships to be able to do that for your particular law firm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes so much sense. Um... I think you said, uh, so, so that's a great way, which is the expertise, and, and, and really you need somebody to bridge the expertise. I, I think you could basically summarize it like that, and that, that's such a good way. I think, there's a, I think there's another way, and I think you've brought it up, and you brought it up in your in your answer, which is time. Which is sometimes you know what you need to know, and some and and some marketers typically are very good at something specifically, right? Even even if you're a even if you're a marketing team of one, it tends to be like uh, I'm very good at digital and ads and all of this kind of stuff. Now I'm the head of marketing at Nexel, which means I do everything from PR to SEO and everything in between. But I do have a specialty that basically I I came up. Now that being said. Sometimes you still use agencies even if you know how to do it because of time and resources and you need basically scale. Can you maybe talk a little bit about your experience around you, you know what you need to do and you really need to do more of it very, very quickly. And that's one of the ways that, that agencies work very well as well, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, I think every marketer would agree the one thing that we never have enough of is time. You know, I always say I could do marketing, promotions, advertising 24-7 and still have a whole book of things that I would want to do to be able to talk about the wonderful work of either my law firm or now here at Poston. So how do you drill that down and get the most impact out of the few minutes that you have every single day? Um, Poston is believes very much in having the systems and processes in place, so that almost becomes autonomic. You know, you don't really have to think about it. You know, like you said, we all have strengths in certain areas that we know how to do well, but the more that we're able to standardize those, the more that we're able to Have those become a part of us so that we don't even have to think about them. You know, we all have bad days. We all have those days where we're a little run down and, you know, us as marketers, where we're making that balance between the creativity that comes with marketing and all of the detail work that goes into the communications that are out there, Um, you know, to be able to have something in place where, you know, the system and process, just like with a surgeon, You know, they practice surgery over and over and over again so that when they get into there, they almost don't even have to think. And so Poston is really big on putting those systems and processes into place. And we even recognize um, the need for that in law firms. And so we developed um, a division called the Post-Inform Book, which is actually a whole series of checklists and templates and forms that law firms can use, whether it be in your marketing department or in your admin department. Things like um, press release templates Mm -hmm. so that every time you're writing a press release, you don't have to recreate the wheel. Um, Pitch templates. So Mm -hmm. if you're going out and making a pitch to the media, maybe this is an area that you aren't quite as familiar with. We have Mm -hmm. checklists that are available that you can go through and think through some of the things that you might not thought of. Um, And so I think that these, you know, we have over 800 forms and checklists and templates that are available out there. And if you work in a team, this is really great to make sure that you're maintaining consistency in your communications across the board. Everyone's using the same form. Everyone's using the same checklist, because what that does is it takes out some of that human error that we might think, oh, gosh, you know. I knew how to do this thing, but I forgot to do this one thing. I'm getting ready to send out this press release, but oh, I forgot to update the boilerplate. And we haven't updated the boilerplate, you know, in two years. And it says some incorrect things about us, you know. But if you would have had a template or a form or a checklist there reminding you to do that, then you might not have fallen under like that. So You know, it it helps to go both ways for solo marketers, where you have so much on your to-do list all day long, and to be able to just streamline that for you a little bit easier, and for large teams, just to make sure that there's that consistency, and that you're not constantly recreating the wheel.
0: Mm, Yes. Beautiful answer. Okay, so I want to I want to go into selecting agencies, but let's uh, let's let's uh, let's recap. So far, we sort of said that basically agencies um, can kind of be broken down in um, I I don't know what I need to do, or I need expertise here, uh, as well as I do know what I need to do, but I need more team members, and I need I need kind of a second pair of eyes, or I just need a second pair of hands. And so these are just kind of like the two the two easy. I I know we're simplifying, but for for sake of time that's that's a really good matrix basically that you can think about do i know how to do it or don't don't i know how to do it but i know i need to do it uh, effectively so let's okay so there you go there's there's your decision matrix and that's that's what you're thinking in terms of build versus buy and uh that's a really good way to decide whether or not build versus buy now let's get into you've decided that you need an agency What's sort of the next steps? Are there any best practices uh, whenever it comes to you've been on both sides, basically? And uh, how do you how do you think about making decisions around hiring and and bringing on a, a partner?
1: Absolutely. So first and foremost, do your homework. You know, again, if you're part of the Legal Marketing Association or some other kind of association, you know, we've got public relations associations, ask around about the vendors that you're considering. Um, Depending upon the scope of the project, set up a few vendor interviews with folks, and be sure to ask for references. See the kind of work that they've done before and make sure that it's going to align with the specific deliverables that you are looking for for your project. Obviously, we're all going to have to take in, you know, to budgetary considerations of what's going to make the most sense for us to do. Um, and also too, make sure you're working with someone you actually like, you yeah. know, make sure that you're working with someone that's not trying to nickel and dime you to death, but that truly wants to see you succeed, to see your firm succeed, that is in the trenches with you, that is not just going to be reactive to your needs but that will be proactive. We'll come to you with ideas. Um, you know, I loved the um, the balance that you struck there with the, the expertise that you might need to know and then the time-saving things. And I think that's so, you know, specifically goes back to two of the core products that we're able and services we're able to provide here at Poston, which is our media relations. Again, that might be outside of your scope, outside of your wheelhouse. Yeah. And then on the content side, you know, if you're applying for chambers, you know, we all know how long that, that can take or the production of really, really good content. Those might be things that, you know, are taking too much time away from, again, that long-term vision and that strategy work and some of those day-to-day things that only you inside the firm can do. So once you start considering, okay, I think I wanna outsource something, again, get the recommendations, do your research. Um, you know, And again, Make sure that it's going to fit within your budget. Oftentimes, when I would think about what to outsource and how to partner with specific agencies, since being a solo marketer, marketing department of one, I would almost think of it as them being almost like a part-time other marketer that I'm, you know, kind of have there with me, except I don't have to house them. You know, I don't have to buy their computer. Um, Also, too, I don't lose that institutional knowledge with them like I would if I hired a marketer part-time marketing person to help who might leave in two or three years. You know, my agency is going to be there. They're going to make sure that I'm taken care of. They're going to have had that history over the years to be able to work with me and so that we can continue to build that relationship. And I think that that's a really neat way to be able to think about that. So when you're thinking about your budgets and you're like, wow, you know, I might have this bucket of money here and I could either bring in this part-time person to be able to help or I can look at, you know, outsourcing with an agency who's really gonna hold that role for me and be that kind of arm for me. I think it's a very interesting view and lens to put on making those
0: decisions. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the time. I wanna, I wanna definitely get a little bit more into, into the work that you're doing today and give you the opportunity, you know, because now you're on the other side. So I I'd love to get the agency perspective. I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you one last question. Um, which is before we leave and go and, and go into posting. which is, you know, what's the argument for hiring somebody relative to an agency? And how do you weigh that in your mind? You know, you know, you need to do something, uh, either you can't do it or, uh, but you're looking for the expertise. How do you weigh in your mind relative to actually bringing on somebody and maybe some of the pros relative relative to an agency?
1: Absolutely. So again, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, the level of what you are looking for for the deliverables that you need from either a person or an agency and what your budget is. So um, you know, the caliber of person that you might need to hire for a specific to be able to handle a specific service or product for your law firm, your budget might say, hey, we can't afford to hire somebody that's part-time or full-time. And also to, you know, I, you know, the The industry now and just the hiring practices that are out there and the time lag that might occur with that. And, you know, the caliber of person that you might want, your budget might only be able to afford them for part-time, but they might not be interested in part-time work because they're looking for something more full-time. This is their career. So in that sense, you could take those dollars and then be able to put it with an agency who has those years of expertise and that those contacts and can do that work for you. So, you know, but then also, too, you might look at it and say, you know, I just need somebody to do the stuff. You know, I I got the lead on this. I know how to manage everything in-house, but I need somebody here that can pick up the ball when I'm out that can do the little things that once I teach them how to do it and my budget is more aligned with that. So I think it's really sitting down and taking the time to think through fully and completely. What does it look like to have a new person in-house, somebody to be able to assist? And what does it look like to work with an agency? You know, oftentimes with the new people you bring in house, one of the interesting things about legal marketing is that it's not taught in college. You can't go to college and take a legal marketing class and learn it. So in this specific industry, there's going to come some training that's going to probably have to occur unless you have the kind of budget to get somebody that has the level of experience in legal marketing. So you need to think through what's going to be the time lag on that training. And again, if it's going to take you three months to train this person, and then they're gone in two years, you know, what happens then? So really think through um, as you're making those decisions. Um, And again, you know, reach out to others who have done it, reach out to law firms similar to your size. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody ever about it from the law firm perspective and from the agency side of things. Um, But I think it's really looking at it, not just on what that short term is going to help you, but really long term, what's going to make the most impact.
0: So let's uh let's wrap up with the last question and I want to talk a little bit about you, you, you know we spoke about about your transition and now you're on the agency side and maybe you can just talk in general about some of the learnings that you that you've had going on the agency side and what's different what's the same what's it like going from one person into into a uh into into an agency role expanding yeah just just share share some share some details with us about how that journey's been
1: Sure absolutely and so um you know In my three and a half years in legal marketing at Elpo, I would probably receive 15 requests a day of somebody that wanted to sell me something, you know, they saw a law firm and they were thinking big dollars, you know, and I want to get in there. And so pretty soon in, I became very distrusting of a lot of the agencies and vendors that were out there and thought they were just out there to make that sale. Um, and now coming on the other side and being on the agency side and seeing the conversations that we have, where we are truly invested in the success of our clients and the understanding that um, that serves both of us. We are not going to take on a project or work with a client that is not going to be successful around the very specific goals that we have set forth for them. Why would we? It would ruin our reputation and brand. It's not worth that short-term gain to do that. Um, so it's really interesting to see how agencies, you know, and and those that you might outsource to, and you can't speak for everybody, but there are ones out there who really, truly do care about you. You know. Um, We'll have these internal discussions about clients and things, and somebody will pop up and say, "You know, I was I was thinking the I was laying awake the other night at two a.m. in the morning, and I really thought about how this could help this law firm." You know, that's how entrenched we are with our clients, and how much you know we really want to be able to help them as well. You know, we're constantly looking at if we're servicing properly our clients, if we're over servicing, because we constantly just want to keep giving, giving, giving. So I think that that's kind of an eye-opening experience for me of realizing that when I approach an agency that there's a chance that they might say, hey, I don't think this is a good fit for us, but here's somebody who could do it for you, you know, because it's, it's gotta be a win-win on both sides.
0: And just to tie that together about win-win on both sides, if you think about what you said earlier about how agencies are mostly selected, it comes a lot from referral and word of mouth still today. And most, most smart legal marketers in-house will do that. Therefore, it makes no sense to take on a short-term gain or a short-term project for sake of the fact that you're never gonna re- get really referred work in any in any long-term way eventually. So the the incentives are. Are aligned about as close as you can, especially considering how how most agencies are getting their work today, basically through word of mouth. So, so you know, maybe 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 open up your ears a little bit more to the idea. Or think of, think about the idea of agencies. Many really do go above and beyond and deliver beyond uh, beyond your expectations whenever it comes uh, comes down to it, because basically they know that they have to, in, in some ways, right?
1: Absolutely, you know, and. That makes me think, too, of our crisis public relations team that we have. Um, When I was a solo marketer, you know, at at our firm, I did not have any idea, you know, how to handle should we have had a crisis, you know, to the point of, um, you know, just like the reputation of Poston is very important. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're developing really long term relationships, um, you know. With our law firm, it was the same way, and we had a wonderful reputation, and I would lay awake at some nights thinking, oh, gosh, what if something occurs that is out there that I need to know how to handle, and I don't know how to handle it, and I'm not prepared for it. What am I going to do? And so to know that I could have worked with Poston and they could have been ready, sitting there, waiting the expertise to handle it all for me, I'm looking at managing partners and going, how do you not have you know, somebody waiting in the wings for this? It's a very specialized, very niche understanding and expertise to know how to handle. And so those are the kinds of things that you should outsource. And to your point, yeah, our legal marketing world and industry is small. And people do talk. So it is very important um, how we are able to handle that um, and how we're able to work with our clients, potential clients and the industry as a whole.
0: Totally. Well, I think that is a wrap up to another wonderful conversation with Mandy Hicks on the Business of Law uh, podcast. Mandy, Director of Marketing and Business Development at Posting Communications. Thank you so much for taking time and being on the podcast today. We will definitely have you back to talk about Whatever else has gone on your journey, who knows? We'll 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 talk about the, we'll talk about that when we get there. But thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's been a wonderful opportunity. Thank you, Ben.
0: Thanks so much, everybody. And we will be back with another Business of Law podcast sometime soon. Check in. In the meantime, if you like uh, this podcast, if you like this video, like, subscribe, follow us on LinkedIn, all the rest of it, and definitely follow Posting Communications and reach out, connect with Mandy. She's absolutely fantastic. So thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.